This is the Manips and Sips podcast show, featuring two fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic and sports physical therapists. Join us as we talk all things physical therapy, manual therapy, performance, business, education, research, and of course, Sips. Hey everyone, this is the Nips and Sips podcast show featuring me. I'm Dr. Jeremy Boyd and my usual partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Today we're going to be talking about more of a business discussion, but talking about whether uh, we uh, do a solo show or a solopreneur as a practice owner or assemble a team similar to the Avengers uh, and get a, get a squad to kind of help support your mission. But uh, before I get too much into it, Brandon, how's it going? Well, uh, today, Jared, thanks for the intro. This should be a, a fun show. I mean, you and I definitely have um, a lot of experience uh, in, in really doing both. And uh, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but we're going to give you some of our thoughts, some of our experience on this. Uh, currently today, I'm in, I'm in the office, so unfortunately, no drink. Uh, I'm doing some mentoring in, uh, in our Verona office today. I want to give some time to the staff, so... Um, foregoing the uh the rum or vodka or tequila i normally do and i'll be sipping on some water there you so go. good hydration day yeah uh, we'll, we'll just pretend it's vodka there we go the audience and uh but that's that's what I'm, I'm working with today what about you jay um i mean i usually don't drink alone but i'm trying to maybe go golfing later so uh i guess i'll, I'll keep oh you should definitely lot. start yeah. drinking a lot if you're going golf. <laughs> yeah nice day outside i haven't golfed in a while i've been kind of uh grinding out me and brandon been teaching a lot over the weekends was it been like four or five uh yeah it's been about what four courses no uh five courses in the past like seven weeks or something like that something it's been insane yeah it's been good been great we've had great, great. turnouts Every it's been one. awesome to be able to reach so many PTs, but uh, it does take you know it does take some some uh, toll out of you. Yeah, in a good way, but you know we're we're human. And we got one more in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, our flagship course, uh, spinal manipulation. So, I was like, all right, let me go play some nine holes. Uh, it's oh, you're only, only getting nine in today. Only nine. You know, I keep saying I'm going to do more. You keep telling me I need to go out there more and just do it. A little just bit enjoy. too much going this on. This must be like 66. Probably the last nice day of the year. I know, I know, it kills me. But they actually said it, and I was like, you know, that's great and great because I would have a couple other things to do. Hopefully, uh, starting up the second office soon. And uh, nice, yeah, big so, congrats uh, to you there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your you're, uh, you're accelerating my pace on everything. Uh, no, no, no. You, see, you just you just plow the road for me. I just yeah. <laughs> go right afterwards. Well, no, you're, you're actually doing, and this is going to be actually kind of, um. Well, another topic that we've talked about, you know, owning a gym practice or having your own show, uh-huh. um, not today's, not today's call, but you know, I did the reverse. I started in a gym and went on my own. Uh, you started on your own going into a gym. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's going to be another topic we'll talk about another time, but yeah, congrats to, to Jeremy and the process of him opening his, uh, his second. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Big up to that. The- team the wife everybody who helped along but uh yeah i guess go back into uh my drink here it's uh, a pregame my little golf outing with it's uh from wallen Popuk brewing co this is uh this is a group that uh, uh my wife got uh i guess she's an influencer they sent her beer i think she was supposed to do a picture with these drinks but never got around to it so i'm gonna give them so a shout we'll out screenshot yeah. that part right there for you hold on hold on let me yeah. screenshot this for you there we go. How do I? There we go. All right. So now, okay. Your screenshot. I'll send it over to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, there you go. Your wife could continue to be an influence. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, you know, now it's getting. They just wanted to post. Now it's getting over the the airways here on our awesome podcast here. But um, your uh, party cove session IPA. So lighter beer, which is probably good uh kickstart my day and uh i've never had it and i will let you know my rankings as soon as i'm done pouring which is you know this is a decent pour today drinking from my squatters cup which i'm pretty sure is a brewery inside of an airport which that's automatically my favorite airport of all time so um, more airports need breweries that's 
I was ever president, that would be a requirement. But I'm um, going to let that head come down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, let's get, get chatting um, about things. Um, I, I guess we both at one point started the solopreneur, you know, uh, practice. I think it's a big movement now and today, especially the cash-based realm of, you know, you're on your own, whether it's the concierge style, like house to house, which brand, I believe you did a little bit of, uh, maybe mistaken, um, and, or you're in a gym and that sort of stuff, or you have your own place, but it's only you know, their employees, um, Brandon, yeah. Why don't you talk about your experience? Cause I think you've dabbled in a couple of different styles of the solopreneur. Yeah. And, uh, I have a feeling we might have to have a part two to this this episode, but with me, there's there's no right or wrong, you know. For for PTs listening, you know, it, it really is all about where you're at in life, where you're, what you want to be, and and that goal is going to change and evolve. Hopefully, maybe not, and if it doesn't, that's fine. Uh, I started honestly treating people in my my parents' basement. Not not a thing to say, you know. Um, came over, I had, you know, my table, some mini bands, a couple of light dumbbells and, you know, I was seeing a handful of people, uh, there and, you know, part of that, I guess, kind of gave me some more confidence to do it on my own as well, though I was already thinking it. Then I went on to do while I was looking for a place to go to, um, whether it was by myself or in a gym, I started doing some home visits. Patients wanted me to come see them. I was like, why don't I have a place yet? And they were like, well, to come over and treat me and i was a little hesitant and skeptical especially a male you know you go to a female's house you you know you don't know what's going to happen um you know i hate to say it, but you know you have to protect yourself as well but um but regardless got over that and did it it was fine nothing ever happened uh in the negative term and then i i found a gym to go into and uh i started you know one office in a gym and then you know a couple months later I had a second office so I split my time between two gyms. So basically, technically, I had two offices within my first year of opening um, and, and did that. And, you know, I was, I was finishing residency. So, you know, I think part of the reason why people go out on their own, they want to do it on their own terms. They, they Or maybe they think they're, they're better than what the environment they're in, right? So you kind of have to have that, for lack of a better term, ego, or maybe confidence is a better word. So you tend to probably start off uh, as a solo show. Also, you know, how many people, especially today's world coming out with the hundred thousand plus dollars of school debt, how many people have a bank, uh, a bank role to go, you know, open up a brick and mortar and hire staff and, and everything, you know, it's a higher risk um, in the beginning, especially when you don't know what you're doing. So you, you take that, you know, those, uh, those chances by yourself when you don't have to worry about other people. Mm -hmm. um so that was my initial i'll talk about you know how how i've evolved just personally um over time to now where i'm i'm trying to assemble a team um and i think that's just been more so a growth and uh, i don't want to say pivot but change and okay like i've gotten i probably not want to say i've gotten as far as i can by myself but I've gotten to a point where I, I would rather assemble a team and grow and train others and things like that. But I'll get into that a little bit. What about yourself, Jay? Awesome. Awesome story. Uh, I think that's a lot of people kind of go along those, that route there, but uh, you've done it successfully while, you know, keeping up with education, you know, growing a team and such and so forth. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um, yeah. Me personally, um, it was more, I didn't see too many people on the side. I was, fortunate enough to be uh, in a great place right before I started my practice. Uh, I always had the idea, I think I did my first business plan when I was in high, senior year of high school. Uh, I made one and then I tried making an idea to start up a practice with a couple of my buds from PT school. Um, it was not named Trifecta. It was actually champion. Um, and then I realized the guys up in up North Boston and then Kevin Welk theirs was also named champion. So I had to, had to you know, cut that I one out. Say, depending on the time, the champion, well, now it's been around for a while, but I'd say it wasn't around in like 2013 or so. So I don't know at what point. No, yeah. So this was, I made this, I remember um, I presented the idea in my bud's you know, house. We were staying there for the night. 
um, in the summertime. I forgot why we were there. Um, but I presented the idea to my other you know, two roommates and that sort of stuff. So it had to be, I mean, obviously I wasn't on social media of any sort, so maybe they started earlier than that, but it had to be 2011, 2012 is when I presented the idea and it's going to be like, we all had different specialties and we all came in the one roof because I was already down like the specialty route. I plant my flag in the sports specialty because that's what I want. And if you want to hop in with me, they could have done the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the concept reigned true just solo instead of, you know, having two other people with their own specialties. I took it upon myself, be a sports specialist, be an ortho specialist and a manual therapy person. And that was hence trifecta. Um, so uh, yeah, so I had some good mentorship. It was in a good company. Um, but my passion uh, while I was there was, I mean, I enjoyed treating everyone. everyone. I loved direct access. I was growing that in the company, but it was, it still wasn't enough per se. It was like, I get a couple here and there, but it was a standard, you know, gen pop. Um, so I didn't get as much direct access as I wanted and sports people are like young kids, athletes and that sort of stuff. So I can just feel in myself that that's what excited me most throughout the day. And when I got to the point where, you know, I was the top dog of a particular clinic, that's when I was like, all right, let's time move on. Um, got lucky enough while I was just down in the Glassboro area where me and my bud were walking through and he said, he, he knew my goals, my ambitions. And he said, he pointed to a place at, uh, um, for lease sign. And he's like, what about there? And called him up and it was all history from there, but I spent the, I guess the first, uh, let's see, I started it really in, I mean, the, in September, but started practicing treating in December. And then I hired Cam till in, I think, September. So it was probably about a full year before I brought someone on board. And um, yeah, even with just, and Cam's just, you know, he's my right-hand man. He helps me out with everything. So, you know, um, still was kind of like a solo show from a clinical standpoint. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I had to kind of value things as like, what my original goals were was like be the best PT in this entire area. Uh, I guess be the, I guess the alpha of this area and kind of view that versus, you know, what more can I give? You know, I can help one, two people per hour and that sort of stuff. Or, you know, I can help, you know, three people help two more people per hour. So it's six people per hour. Um, there's like a good saying of like the time teller versus the, the clock maker, you know, which one's more impressive, the person who can look up at the sky any moment and tell you what time it is um, exactly, who's, that's an impressive skill, or someone who, who created the watch so that multiple people, hundreds of thousands of people can tell time. So the more and more I taught and being around passionate students and everything like that made me kind of want to build a team and an environment which fostered learning and growth. Um, similar to you know, Brandon's experience. And the more and more I do that, and fortunately, the more like I hear from my former students who are graduating um, and quitting jobs because it's just not as stimulating, not as much mentorship. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, therapists, you know, focused in a sense or patient focused. It's more about, you know, numbers and such and so forth. The more I'm driven to keep building, 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 and hopefully, you know, having the same goal, uh, same uh, values as we do have now. But Brandon, what about, you know, I know you want to kind of build up talking about having a team and such. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, I think our um, arc is a, is a little more unique. I mean, how many therapists, and it's not to discredit anybody, and not to saying that you have to go through the type of training that we did, but we went through a residency, uh, did our both, you know, both our board certifications, uh, both did a fellowship, right? So we're, we're, you know, distinguished as clinicians. And um, I think part of our mission, both by starting our practice and going out on our own was to provide a different level of care, uh, patient centered care, um, not solely driven by the numbers, uh, obviously that's an aspect to business because you know bottom line you need to meet your bottom line if not you're going to be open right mm-hmm. um so i think people need to understand that as well when you go into business like there's still that side of things 
Um, but, you know, we started with that emphasis of, you know, let's make this profession as great as it can be. And right now it, it's not, it's jaded, it's, it's corrupt. It's, um, there's a lot of things that are wrong with our profession. Uh, I'll be the first to admit it. And we wanted to change it. And I think, um, you know, we tried to do that, you know, solo, which is fine. Like we had the emphasis on credentials. We had the emphasis on training. We had the emphasis on service of one-on-one on being the best in our area. And we built our names off of that. And I think a lot of people who want to go out on their own want to do that as well. But I think um, you reach a point where it's like, like you said, okay, I'm able to, you kind of tap out, you, you have a ceiling effect. Yep. You can only reach so many people. And then, you know, the way our careers, you know, went on, we, we started to teach. Um, I think a lot of the reason why, I mean, we're eight years strong, seven go on our eighth year, whatever. Um, you know, we're still as motivated as, a, as ever. And I think it's our commitment to service and helping others and, and mentoring others mm-hmm. that kind of keep that spark alive that a lot of others don't do. And by that, it's made us realize the importance of, I don't have to do this by myself. I probably shouldn't do this by myself. And hey, if I can make a good impact on other people and other people share my vision or like what we're doing and we help grow them, well, now we can help one person to two people, two people to four people, four people to eight people, and it grows. Uh, Not only that, I mean... You know, like you, you made that analysis or that comparison of uh, the time maker versus timekeeper. And it's, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And when you're a business owner, like you're only going to make money when you work versus if you can grow a team. Well, I think you have a little bit more flexibility, not only you yourself, but your the people you hire have a little bit more flexibility because there's always somebody hopefully there to pick up the load and slack when somebody needs off or there's a family emergency or whatever the case may be. And hopefully everybody understands, you know, um, you know, when it's your time, great. Other people will step in, but you have to be able to, you know, when somebody else needs a time, you have to step up too. Um, so, you know, I, I think assembling the team is, is more so where we're at now mm-hmm. and um, trying to grow and expand, but not grow so fast where we'll lose the, the ideals and the value of uh, maybe some of the things that you're able to do when you are a solo show mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there, there's different gifts and pros and cons to that as well. Yeah, I think absolutely. I've, there's been a couple practices lately and of late, it seems like more and more practices are getting bought up, merged um, and everything like that. Or it's uh, especially in the, um, the network and reimbursement realm of New Jersey. It's like, what's the magic number of offices like 13 or 12 or something like that Um, that's the magic number to have a seat at the table to negotiate your reimbursement rate which small places like us we don't get that luxury it's either you take it or you leave it um but you see a lot of these places in that you know grand rush to get to that point um you start to see the loss of their values um you know certain things like a patient went there originally, they're not leaving that practice because they gave them such good service care, got the job done. And now over the years, you start getting patients that originally went there because something's starting to kind of fall apart, um, which is a shame. And, you know, um, but that's it. It's, it's growing and scaling appropriately. Um, and it goes from, from a metric standpoint, but also from a, you know, a team standpoint. Um, I know I'm part of a lot of, some mastermind groups of different businesses. And that's a lot of the main struggles of a lot of, of these businesses is like their employees and that sort of stuff. Um, they're like, Oh, either people quitting, you know, taking off time or that sort of stuff. Um, all these sort of you know, struggles. And I haven't had too many of those issues or actually really haven't had any. I'm like, when those conversations come, I'm just like, I have nothing to say. Um, because of, you know, having such a great team and as Brandon mentioned, you know, it gives you, gives me the like luxury and flexibility to be away and go overseas for a couple of weeks, um, and have complete faith 
that the people that are there, if you hire the right people and you train them the right way and you give them the flexibility, you know, not micromanaging them, that they're going to not only keep things well while you're away, but help the company flourish. Um, so that's where I'm at. And it's, it's again, more enjoyable now for me versus like I had the, especially when I was a solopreneur, like the constant joy of, I helped, you know, help, I helped the patient fix themselves versus, you know, back in the old school days, we used to be, I fixed that patient, but mm-hmm. let's face it, you know, patients are fixing themselves and it's now more of a joy of seeing what the company has done for the community and all my therapists helping multiple people and that sort of stuff. So it's a different type of a joy in that sort of sense. And being able to watch your, your clinicians and your staff, you know, everybody, even your front office and that sort of stuff grow from, you know, their clinical skills all the way through personally, I get, I get more joy in that than, you know, just working by myself. And on top of that, you know, bouncing ideas off of people, having someone to talk to all day. Um, uh, I mentioned before, something I was telling you over the weekend and that sort of stuff, like the little luxuries of, um, you know, being able to take like an hour and that sort of stuff. When I first started the business and that sort of stuff, we were on the second floor. My, My bathroom wasn't connected directly to my office. So, and I just, I know I just always had the idea that, you know, if I heard someone go up the steps of like, they're coming to see me, I, I got to be there, you know, greet them and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I'd go most of the week without going to the bathroom <laughs> while I was at work. And it was, you know, brand now it's like we, I would start, you know, six thirty seven o'clock, uh, being at the office, be there till nine, 10 o'clock. And those are some long days. And every time I was in there, I just hear someone going up the steps. I was like, shit, come on, come on. <laughs> trying to try to speed up the process and um you know that's like a little luxury that you just don't think about it's probably more neurotic than i um than i had to be at that point but it's little things like that you know is you know having that being able to relax a little bit um and you know taking uh taking some hats off um and then hopefully ultimately you know, being the person or the job that you really want to do. So me, I love the idea of creating buildings, seeing the company grow and do unique things. And also still have a passion for treating and mentoring um, versus what I used to do was, you know, the billing side of things, you know, scheduling side of things, the um, expense side of things, the bookkeeping. So all those, and it's just like, when you can build a team, if you have the right team on your bus here, um, that's a John, uh, Jim Collins thing, really great book, good to great and built the last it's, uh, uh, all his books, but he always says, get the, get the right people on the bus. Um, you know, if you have those people, you can start shedding some of those hats, um, and help yourself out. So that's the best part. Yeah. I mean, you, you look back and you tell a funny story and, and it's, 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 you know, it's true. And we look back and say, oh, we we're probably more neurotic than we had to be. But in the moment of time, it's like you're in survival mode, you're in growth mode, like every patient matter, not to say not every patient matters now, but it, it's different. Like you're trying to get a warm body through that door. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a virtual plate patient and you're doing an online thing, which is becoming big now, um, or you're doing you know, a, a traditional hands-on brick and mortar type deal or some hybrid in the gym and et cetera. Um, you know, I, a lot of what we talked about today, I, I think is really um, about growth, about evolutions uh, within yourself as a person, as a clinician and as a business owner and my, you know, not you, just you, but um, me as well, or anybody out there listening to this um you know you may start off with with uh you know one idea or, or motion and it's okay to um i'm not trying to say sell out or anything but it's okay to, to evolve into as long as you keep your your principles at play um evolve into different roles you know uh being able to grow and build a team is really the, the true definition of a business versus being a solo show is you're a solopreneur and you really don't own a business, you own a job. Mm-hmm. And if you're not there working uh, every waning minute and, if, you know, not 
avoiding going to the bathroom so you can treat is that really um is that really what a business is about um you know whether that you know maybe it's a side hustle i don't think there's there's anything wrong um with opening up in a gym uh i did it i had two jeremy's about to do it it all depends where you are and you know maybe maybe you close it after a couple years or maybe you grow into something else or whatever the case may be i mean that that depends on what type of vision or model you have or where you are at in life. Um, you know, when you're younger, you know, if you're a gym rat, maybe you like, you know, working at, uh, you know, 4 PM till 10 PM and, and being around the guys, or the girls lifting it and, and treating that. And, you know, you get to sleep in a little later and, and, um, you know, your hours are shifted. Maybe you're a morning person and you hit the morning, morning crew. Um, so, you know, regardless if it's that or, or you know, being a solopreneur on, um, you know, virtually as well, you know, whether it's a virtual visit or some type of programming and things like that. I mean, you know, at some point there's some type of scale you may want to to uh, evolve into and, and that's OK. Um, it's owning a business is chap. I'm realizing it's chapters. It's levels. Mm. Um, I didn't realize it before. I thought it was just, you know you know, go balls to the wall and, and, you know, something will happen. And, um, you know, I get frustrated or impatient when things didn't happen as fast as I, I thought they should. Yeah. Um, and then you take a step back and things somehow begin to, you know, work out and you begin to realize it, it's, um, it's levels. It's about enjoying the process yeah. and not trying to reach that destination because that destination is always going to get pushed further out, especially if you're, motivated enough i mean you're, you're gonna set a goal you're gonna reach it and you're not gonna just be like okay i'm cool with that you're gonna extend out another goal or push that out and push that out and push that out so um you know it's, it's really about evolution mm-hmm. you know that may go from assembling a team to solopreneur back back to assembling a team like there, there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. um understanding where you are at in life is probably the biggest thing and, and you know, where you want to go. You know, Jeremy and I have, have built towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've both been in business now five, six years and um, you know, it, it's, we've grown. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, even when we look at our, our courses, you know, our first course had what, two people in it. Yeah. Um, we had 22 the other day yeah. in, in a few short years. And, you know, for me, at least that's been like, Actually, our past our past handful of courses have had like 18, 8, 19, 20 people in it. Yeah. Which is like, wow. This you know, whole like cycle of them. And what's up? What'd you say? The whole cycle that we've yeah. like, been in that four or five courses in the last seven weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like, wow, we we've we've come this far and you, we're kind of starting to see, you know, all right, all all those seeds we laid down are starting to sprout. Um, and it just makes us want to, you know, go help more people. And I think it goes back to that point in the beginning, um, you know, to avoid burnout, to really enjoy what you do, you're probably gonna need to, you know, have some type of service involved, whether it's servicing your community as a business owner or servicing others and your profession or both, or letting them kind of cross over and flow into each other. Um, and I think that's how you keep going. Yeah, I think a good quote, it might be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's just like, you know, you're not, you're not burned out. I'll have to look it up. Like you work from eight to 40, you're not burned out or anything. You're just uninspired. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember it exactly, but that's true. It's like one of the uh, students that were taking our course this last weekend, he was asking me about that, almost trying to probe me to say, pick bad things of, you know, the last couple of years. I'm like, I am just as passionate and energetic as I was when I first came out, if not more so. Um, now that I have like some knowledge base to build off of things and I can get creative and um, have higher level thoughts, especially conversations with you and my staff. Um, it's even more passionate and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, again, it is a process and those sort of things is I, you know, my biggest piece of advice, let it happen almost naturally um you know don't try and force it you know don't try and you know all right i got my my mission originally was like build an empire build that was that was the high school idea 
Um, but just let it happen naturally from team building. You know, if you're at a situation where you have someone, whether it's a student or someone you met and they're just so damn good and you, you make a position for them, you know, you have such a good opportunity, whether it's in a gym or in a town to start up a place, you know, make, you know, make it happen and just let it happen naturally. You know, you know, these opportunities, whether it's fate or whatever it may be, um, come to you, you know, take advantage of them. Uh, they very rarely go south on you. Um, and worst case scenario, it does. Uh, my uncle, he, he, uh, forget he was always on like cnn and he was a big hot shot in the mortgage world but he was you know years ago before i started my business he he gave me the advice he's just like you know start up your own thing he's like the worst case scenario is just you go back and you work for someone <laughs> especially in our profession we're still yeah. in the the point where i mean there's more more uh, demand for us than there is supply. Do I think that's always going to be the case with these larger programs coming out, hybrid programs? No, which you know, says you, know, you need to make yourself more and more unique to the consumer. But for now, for the for sure, it's like, again, what what's worse that happens? You know, you shelled out a couple grand to start up a thing uh, that you'll probably be very proud about, whether it works or not. And worst case is you go back and at least, hey, you put it on your resume. I at least had the nuts to go out, start my own business. I ran it. I did everything. It may have now worked. You know, now I can definitely be a director of your small little clinic because at least I had the experience to handle, you know, 60, 80, 100 hour weeks. Um, and that's the worst case scenario. Um, you go and you blow 50 grand of all your life savings and your spouse's life savings. That's probably a little, a little bit more egregious, but um you still know, bounce back from that though yeah like, you could yeah. that's it like what's 50 grand compared to you know the 150 200 grand you came out of school with it's really you know yeah. no different um so are you going to finish with that something because you know two things what's the worst thing that can happen to you in life whatever that is whether that's death being paralyzed whatever i don't know being a vegetable like pick pick the, the spectrum that that's the worst thing that happened in life what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you go out on your own mm -hmm. and you, you said it you fail and then you go apply for another job all right maybe you're a little embarrassed your ego's a little hurt but that's what it comes down to it's just that chances are you're probably not going to fail right if you want it bad enough you won't fail mm -hmm. you'll find a way to make it work um you can reach out to people and then, like you said, well, you know, I think something wrong with society, you know, we'll go into hundreds of thousands of debt to get our PT degree, but you won't go into five, ten, twenty thousand dollars of debt to open up a, a business. To do Why something not? that you're the most yeah. passionate about, yeah. treat the way you want to treat. Um, so, and I get it. And this is not to try and make everybody try and open up their own place. It's not meant for everybody. Some people don't want it. Some people aren't built for it. That's cool too. Um, but we're just, we're just sharing, you know, not only what we've gone through, but, you know, maybe some barriers and it's typically those that prevent people from, from doing it. Um, you gotta risk it a little bit. Yeah. So what, what, what's the worst thing that, you know, you get into PT school, you're looking at these large figures. Nobody's like, oh, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? I fail out and I owe 60,000. Like, nobody thinks about that. Mm -hmm. right? Look, all these people that go to get undergrad degrees and they work at Starbucks, mm -hmm. right? Because they can't get a job in their field to go whatever. They work at Costco because they can't get a job in their field. So they go where they can at least make some income and whatever. But like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Right. So. It's uh good point to, to leave off on uh, unless there's some other conversations that you want to go off of in, in regards to this or we can talk about maybe the pros of just staying a solopreneur uh, i think we've gone through the paces of obviously uh the pros of uh building a team the cons will be uh um yeah you're if you build a team you're responsible for that team yeah, you're, you know, people are relying on you for a paycheck for a living, mm -hmm. for you know, of, unlike yeah. the big companies that don't care and you're just a number and they'll cut you to balance their books. Mm -hmm. um, 
I would like to think the smaller business owners have a little bit more compassion and empathy. And it's what weighs on the business owners that, you know, I have two, three, four people um, to, to kind of look out for. They're relying on, on me or the business to, to go home and feed their families or just to feed themselves. Um, you know, so that, that's definitely a stressor. Uh, it can be. I think it's. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. It's not one point. I remember it was like, I just want to survive, especially. Uh, yeah. so I started my officially start treating in December. Um, Ernie was nice enough of where I used to work. Ernie, Ernie Gamble gave me uh, two weeks of uh, my sick time to kind of hold me over. So he gave me one more extra paycheck. Uh, nice. So it was decent of him, uh, but didn't really see any money like real money come in until February. So that mode is like, I just want to survive. I want to be able to, you know, get this business going. I want to be able to hopefully pay for my mortgage. Brandon was nice enough to, you know, what is it two days a week, uh, get some money going. I taught too. So definitely worked a lot of different hours, different jobs, such and so forth. Uh, but that was the original thing, just survive. And then no, I always forget about that. But that, you worked that you worked for me. Yeah, yeah I, I totally. Just- I tell the Don't students even, that. Yeah, uh, what happened? Your students, I was like, I got seniority here. I'm, I'm on the, the OG that worked here back in the day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which, yeah, again, that was that's huge. So certain things like that, you know, um, you know, having someone that you can work with and, you know, bounce a ton of ideas. So some great double-edge of, uh, you know, having mentorship as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, went from just survive to, when I had my first employees, it's like, I don't know if I should bring him because God forbid it goes south or we don't, you know, we don't keep up with it. It was like each month I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know how our cycles were going to be. What were our busy months? What were in our busy months? And, you know, to bring someone on board, I was just like, you know, that'd be the biggest gut shot to owners. Like, listen, we brought you on, but we can't sustain you and that sort of stuff. And, um, but thank God I haven't had to do that for anybody, but, um, yeah, it's something that has to be on your radar and, you know, doing things to, you know, beyond just having the operations go thinking, you know, I got to make sure everyone's, you know, everyone's happy, even beyond like salaries, bonuses and that sort of stuff. So making sure, you know, you're essentially, you're essentially the parent of the company, you know, you have to, you know, have these conversations, see how they're doing mentally and everything like that. So, um, that can be a burden or hopefully you have a great team and everyone's good and they're all inspired and passionate. Um, but yeah, those are, your, you know, some big, big, yeah. bigger struggles. Yeah. The biggest thing about assembling a team, especially the more that team grows, it's easy when there's like one or two people I'm at seven. Now it, it's managing and understanding different personalities. Everybody has their own personality. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know if this is uh, the best advice is the way I view it, at least. I try and treat everybody the same by treating everybody differently. Everybody has, you know, their own desires or what makes them tick. And you have to be able to understand that and, and be able to, to, you know, empathize with that. But that's not going to be the same thing as, as somebody else. Um, but then there's the side of, you know, developing a system or standardizing a process so you can grow, but then that makes you, does that make you too rigid or like a corporate company, which, you know, part of the reason why we don't work for the big places is we don't want that um, rigidity. Yeah. So you, you want to find that, that balance and that's evolving too. You know, I, I'm learning every day and every week and every month, like you do something, okay, it didn't work, or you, you implemented something and your staff didn't like it. And it's like, you know, ref- constant reflection of, am I doing a good job? Am I failing these people? Am I failing? You know, it's just, you know, constant reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been lucky enough to go through or have our residency training teach us reflection. Um, and now we've taken that and applied it to multiple aspects of life, which have I think made things a, a little, a little easier. Um, with that, the pros of being solo, less stress, uh, so to speak, you kind of come and go as you please. You don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. You, 
you know, you don't want to work a week. You, you take off. You want to come in late one day. You take off. Um, you don't have a boss to answer to. You know, you could just kind of you really do as you please. I remember when I first started. I would show up in like sweatpants sometimes. I was like <laughs> cold out. Um, they were they were logoed up though. I'll be oh, they, you know, pre, I had a team logo on it. Uh, sweatshirt, like everything. <laughs> so I I was at least decked out, but it was like you know twenty degrees outside. I was like. I'm fucking wearing sweatpants. I'm the boss. I can do it. Yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but whatever. I was able to do it and no one's going to say anything. To me. Anything. Yeah. Um, people still came in, you mm. know, uh, luckily I was in a gym environment. So I guess that kind of helped because, that helped, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, you kind of do what you want in the summertime. I still, to this day, I wear shorts. It's, it's a hundred degrees out, 95 degrees out. You know, we have AC in, but I'm wearing shorts. Like why, mm. I'm going to be, uh, you know, exercising or showing people movements. It's hot out. Why do I want to be sweaty in a, in a shirt and tie buttoned down or whatever? Like, mm. no. So, you know, you get to make those, uh, those calls, yeah. um, and create a relaxed environment. So. Yeah. And, uh, less chance to split your pants. I split yeah. a pair, pair of pants, uh, windbreakers, uh, two days ago because we decided to play basketball. It Wait, happened who, during who, basketball. Who split their windbreakers? Me, me. So these oh, wow. nice, like, athletic. They were, like, they were my, one of my best pair of pants. They fit just right. It's great. And I showed off the, you know, the, the Jay Boyd calves. is perfect. But uh, I had them for years. And then uh, I mop up on my, my new student, Pat, in basketball. Uh, it wasn't even basketball. It was, like, murder ball. Like, both me and him are, it was, like, he was down on the ground more. He was he was reaching around me, like hopping on my back. It was, it was my, my type of basketball, but that won't be the way that we play. You know, I mean, me, when we play you guys there, Brandon. But uh, you guys, yeah, you guys play prison rules, which is fine. Yeah. I, no, I, I it was ball, just that one. Balls. Me and Kim played right afterwards, and it was, it was a clean game. But um, somewhere between the game between Pat and Cam, pants split open. But um. Having more relaxed wear, hell, I know some PTs that treat in a t-shirt and shorts all the time. Um, you know, yeah, having that flexibility um, and not having to answer to someone, you can become that uh, if you're interested in becoming that, you know, that go-to person, that guru of your area. Probably a little easier with a uh, when you're individual. Um, yeah, and not have that stress of other individuals. Uh, I'd say your profit margins are probably probably more so when you have just yourself uh you're only paying yourself um i I think that's definitely i know somebody who's has a practice and network and that's where he sees 160 sessions per week by himself quality and that's sort of stuff but yeah maybe that's what works for him um so i was was saying i was like dang your your profit must be through the roof um but um you know, it becomes that balance. You know, for me, it's not as much about profit as is, is, he, is, he, is he treating Saturdays too? Uh, apparently, from what he said to me and that sort of stuff, is he does it in a, I think, like almost like a lesson, like a 40 hour work week of oh. sorts. So he does three oh, long yeah. days and that sort of stuff. Uh, wow. But man, if you're a very efficient therapist and everything like that, then there you go. And again, profit's good, but. You know, my value, what I get more joy of is, you know, as we talked about team and that sort of stuff. Yes, it's easy to, you know, even now we have three therapists, we could easily do it with two, um, but say, making sure they're all learning and, um, you know, I get the value of like, I think, you know, one of the greatest PTs will come out from Trifecta and I can look down the road and be like, he worked here at one point or she worked here at one point. And look at look at the great things that that person's doing, and you help establish that environment. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the you know the bigger the bigger pros of being by yourself. And uh, um, yeah, so I think there's I think a lot of the people, you know, the more the flexibility as well of that. You know, some people can work a job and then do their own side hustle by themselves on the side, versus if it's like a team approach, you're gonna that needs to be your bread and butter and make that your ultimate focus. Um, so yeah, definitely some flexibilities both ways. Yeah, I would, I would say this is generally speaking. If you know, you're, you're wondering whether you should 
do it. I, I think there has to be a progression. I think you got to start by yourself and you need to grow into the roles. Um, let's be real. Most PTs, we're taught to be PTs. We're not taught to be business owners. We're not taught to be leaders. Um, the, there's some growth that needs to happen um, along the way for you as a person uh, to be able to do it. Now, if you have a different background, maybe you came from business or you've owned a business of some sort in the past, maybe you, you owned a, some personal training or strength condition business or whatever. Um, you may be able to do that faster, um, or jump right into the more team assembled things. But, um, you know, our profession is, uh, it, it's unique. Um, so, you know, so to say, especially being able to grow a team. So I, I, I think, allowing yourself like you said before to let it grow organically and happen organically um is probably the best model probably start solo add on as you can grow um and then you could go from there instead of starting to try and do it you know empire off the bat mm-hmm. um you know rome wasn't built in a day type of deal and i, I know you and i were like oh yeah we'll do x y and z like the initial growth happens fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, you get to, you know, a, a baseline number pretty quickly. Mm. Um, it's now maintaining that and then growing that that's the harder part. Yep. And the ever changing, especially evolution of, or of like today's medical world and insurance world. If you go down that route, um, you know, maintaining it. I mean, if you do a good, good enough work and, you're passionate about it. It'll, it'll grow just like Brandon says it, it goes. And it's just more maintaining that, especially when, when you grow it solo, you know, passing that off to the next person, people become almost reliant on you. Like, no, no, no. Someone said, I guess see Dr. Cruz or Dr. Boyd, you know, how do you relay? Like, no, I train these individuals. They're just as good as me, you know, treat them. I'm sure you'll have as grave experiences you know, you did with me and that sort of stuff. And that's really the, the art of, you know, leadership and, and growing a team. So um, that's you know, another challenge in itself, but mm-hmm. you know. yeah, which is, you know, it grows, it's levels, it's different, you know, as you try and grow and do different things, you have to learn a different skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to be able to be ready for, for that change and growth. And, you know, as, as, as you grow, um, you know, people don't like change. It's hard to, to, and we're creatures of habit. As much as people say they like being spontaneous and they're this and they're flexible, they're not. I'll give you an example. I bought a new table the other day for the clinic and trying to think of some foresight as we grow over the next year, hopefully we continue to grow. I pushed the tables to the wall. Yes. Up, that's probably it. like 12 inches. And you would have thought I killed somebody like, oh, my God, people were just in up in arms. And I was like, just like lay it up be for a little bit. See, let it settle in. And then we can yeah. make a decision. But the initial knee jerk reaction is no, because it's different. I thought I thought I made a place look nice and open. I thought you gained more too. space. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was like, oh, no, I don't like this. Even patients were like, oh, no, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> calm down. It's, it's OK. You're always going to be a little resistance. You know, you got, you got pushed through that just with our patients too. You know, you're starting to you know, move them and that sort of stuff. The body is a little resistant. You know, sometimes you got to do that. Just keep pushing. Unless everyone really does hate it for a multiple period of time and constantly reference the old days. And yeah, yeah. make a change. But all right. Um, I got to, I got to, the eval I got to jump on to. So. We'll, we'll end there. Like I said, we'll probably uh, host another one of these. Um, but I think that's good for today. Awesome. So, yeah, as we uh, I guess alluded to before, uh, I guess we have our last uh, course for 2022. This episode won't release before that, but um, our flagship uh, spinal manipulations course, December 4th and 5th at Brandon's place with the tables all changed over. <laughs> um, and then our uh, 2020, uh, oh, sorry, 2021, our 2022 schedule will be out shortly. Uh, we got some real fun stuff coming up for this year. And uh, yeah, any, any new ACL course made by yours truly there, Jeremy Boyd. 
Um, so check that out. Two day management course, progressive, um, utilizing manual therapy to increase, you know, knee extension or flexion, actual real exercises, mm-hmm. functional exercises, sport exercises, progressions, return to play, all that good stuff. Testing, video yeah. breakdowns, psychology yeah. of the ACL. So this is, it should be an awesome course. I hope uh, it should be. And then, yeah, we go. Be. Will be. there we go. Um, and then we have all our awesome courses that we've had in the past, uh, neurodynamics, cervical thoracic management, lumbar, lumbopelvic management, uh, peripheral manipulation, spinal manipulations, shoulder management. Am I missing any? That's it. I can't remember at this point right now. So um, yeah, we have eight, right? Yeah, that was, that's that eight. Yeah, we have a, we have quite the uh, robust um, menu of courses. Menu, I like that. Nice, a la carte. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we see you guys at some. Uh, if you want any further business mentorship, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, our uh, social media handles will be at the end of the show, um, and at the Rehab Coaches, which is a more of our business mentorship platform. And yeah, hope to get in touch with you guys soon. Thanks for listening in, and uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Nips and Sips. If you liked what you listened to, please follow and subscribe to us on all major social media and podcast platforms. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the show. Interested in one of our courses? Go to www.iosmt.com. Interested in business and private practice mentorship and advice? Visit us at therehabcoaches.com. As always, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or recommendations, whether that be clinical or SIPs. At Manips and SIPs, at The Decent Doctor, and at Think Like a Fellow. Thanks for tuning in, and cheers, everyone. <laughs>